Have you ever heard that old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? You probably have. It's an old saying, been around for a long time. But here's the problem with it. It is complete and total garbage. You and I know from our own experience that one sentence or even one word spoken at a pivotal moment in our life can either build us up and inspire us to accomplish great things, or it can tear us down. It can shatter our self-esteem. It can shipwreck our self-confidence and put us on a road to failure, destruction, or even depression. You see, words are powerful. We know it, and God knows it. That's why God says in his word that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And a word spoken at the right time is like apples of gold and settings of silver. So if you want to know a very simple and very powerful way to speak life and faith and encouragement into your children, then stay with us for the next half hour, and we will unpack this together. I would say I've always been very confused with my gender identity. Abortion can be another word for mercy. People are suffering. Good word. People are dying. Half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. Every city in the United States has become So how do you build a faith in your family that can't be shaken in a world that's gone completely nuts? Well, that's precisely what we're here to talk about today. Welcome to Unshakable Faith, a weekly podcast and radio ministry of Legacy Family Ministries. I'm Dr. Steve Hubler. I'm Amy Sun. And I'm Melissa Hubler. And if you would like to get to know us better and grow the faith of your family, you can come to our website at www.legacyfamilyministries.com and you can get to know us better there. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can click the link below the video. Well, we're going to talk some more about leverage today. We're going to get to the part that we didn't get to in our conversation last week. And quite frankly, it's the part that I find the most exciting when it comes to making a big impact on your kids, because it's probably the one that I recognize the easiest. But I want to start by looking at just two simple verses of Scripture, because as always, it's going to be the foundation for what we build on. Um, Scripture is always the best starting point. And uh, these particular Scriptures, I think, are extremely relevant in today's conversation. And after we do that, then we're going to unpack, of course, this type of leverage that we're talking about, because like I said last week, leverage can be misunderstood. It can be something that's misused. That's that's not where we're going with it. So I want to kind of reintroduce that, and then we'll talk again about the how to actually put this into practice in our own home. Now, the verses that I've got, and Amy, I was hoping you, you could yeah. read these for us. There's two of them. They're both in the book of Proverbs. It's Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, and Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11. Yes. So in the NLT version, Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And then I'm going to add on the amplified kind of version ending of that. Those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. I love that kind of explanation of it. But it also matches well with your next scripture, which was Proverbs 25.11. In the NLT, it says, Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket. But the HCSB version, which you you liked, Steve, was a word spoken at the right time is like gold apples on a silver tray. Yeah, those verses tend to follow me around because I can have a bit of a mouth sometimes. So I'm always just like tapping me on the shoulder to remember that one. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I love the reminder. In 1821, every word we speak, every word we hear, every word spoken over us 
is going to produce either death or life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, as Melissa, just you and I were talking this morning about the fact that, you know, the part that you added on with the amplified, yeah. it's like, there's actually consequences, whether it's in the spiritual realm or the physical realm, yeah. uh, we don't know which one it's going to be, but there's going to be good consequences or bad consequences yeah. for every word we speak. Right. Yeah, consequences, that's why James chapter three exists in the Bible. Yeah. Consequences aren't always a negative thing. We think of mm -hmm. that word and it's like the negative side of, of a consequence, mm -hmm. but Saying, speaking things of life, words of wisdom, speaking things that are kind and compassionate, yeah. those things have consequences as well, but they're always good things, not yeah. things that are bad. Yeah, you're softening the heart um, yep. and hardening ourselves towards evil, towards the negative things, mm -hmm. towards the things of death. So once again, words are powerful. They're very powerful. Mm -hmm. the, the other one that, that I had you read there, Amy, Proverbs 25, 11, this is one I ran across when I was a brand new Christian, and I thought, well, that sounds kind of weird. Why did they word it that way? Because mm -hmm. it said a word fitly spoken or a word rightly spoken mm -hmm. in some of the older translations. And the one that I was reading, it says a word spoken at the right time. Mm -hmm. um, so you get the idea. And then it says it's like apples of gold in a silver tray or a silver basket. It's like, I don't know about you guys, but no one's ever handed me a silver basket with apples in it. So the analogy kind of falls flat. But if you roll back quite a few years when this was actually written, if somebody handed you apples of gold, that's a lot of gold yeah. in a silver basket or a silver tray, you know, not one painted silver, one made out of silver. What they're handing you is insanely valuable. Yeah. I mean, that's like an absolute fortune there. So the whole idea is the value and the power of our words. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to pull out to get our conversation going today. Yeah, it really is an interesting analogy that it has going there. Because when I think of apples, I think of fruit. I don't think mm -hmm. of round objects of gold. And so it's kind of funny, you know, when we were talking about this in prep about the absolute value and the worth of that. But an apple to somebody who's starving, crunching into something that is sweet and juicy, it's very tangible as well. And so having a bowl full of those apples could be very valuable to somebody who doesn't have anything. And when you think of words, and especially words that are spoken in anger or mm -hmm. words that are harsh, if you're always used to hearing harshness and somebody comes and speaks kindness to you, it would be a very valuable gift that's being given to you. Do you find yourself anxious and worrying about life, work, the economy, your family, raising your children? If worry and fear seem to be your go-to and you want to break out of that habit, then I have the perfect resource for you. Legacy Family Ministries' newest booklet, Fear Not, 21 Days to Fearless Living, is a prayer journal through 21 verses that talk about setting aside fear and trusting God. For a donation of any amount to Legacy Family Ministries, we will send you this book and you can start your journey towards fearless living. Legacy Family Ministries is a tax-deductible organization. We are here to help families raise kids with an unshakable faith in Jesus. Donate today, and we will send you this copy of your book. Yeah, so when we move forward into actually applying this stuff, just keep those two thoughts in mind, power and value. Mm. Every word that you speak has power one way or the other, and it has value one way or the other. And it is leverage. You know, mm -hmm. the way that those words are used, it is a very leveraged thing, whether mm -hmm. you're speaking something over somebody that is going to produce words of life and love or something that's just going to tear them down. Yeah. So l let's clarify what we're talking about when we say leverage here, because as I mentioned in our, in our conversation last week, leverage can imply you know, some sort of power you have over somebody to make them do something that they don't want to do. Like you got something holding over their head and you can force them to do X, Y, or Z. That's not what we're talking about. Um, we're just using the, the, the idea 
that, that leverage communicates where a, a little bit of input produces a disproportionately large outcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I used a mechanical example last week. I'll give it to you again. If you got a 200 pound boulder to move, you're probably not going to get much accomplished if you're just trying to push it with your hands. Now, maybe you're big and strong more than me and you can do that. I think I would break something if I tried to pick up a 200-pound boulder. just wouldn't work. But if I can get a pry bar and, and, and put it up against something behind the boulder and then pull down like on a six- or eight-foot pry bar, then I can put a little bit of effort into it, relatively speaking, and I can move that 200-pound boulder quite easily. That's the whole idea of leverage. It's it's a little bit of input, disproportionately large output. Now, if you bring that into the personal sphere, you know, the, our personal relationships, think of this. Um you're, you have a 14-year-old daughter, and she gets a brand new dress because she's going to wear it to her first dance. Mm. Now, 14 years old, if you know anything about 14-year-old girls, there's a lot going on inside of their head. So when she walks out and says, Daddy, how do I look? In the split second that follows, she's feeling very vulnerable. Her self-image and her self-esteem is kind of on the table. And how you respond in those next seconds is going to have a big impact, not only on how she feels about herself that night, but how she feels as, as she moves forward in life. So she comes out and says, Daddy, how do I look? And, you know, your jaw drops and you just say, beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is a huge investment. You know, you send her self-esteem to the moon. She walks out of your house with confidence that night and has a good time. And it opens the door for her to come back to you in the future because yeah. you chose yeah. to respond in a way that was positive and built her up. Yeah, that's a leveraged moment. Yeah. One word, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, you know, honey, you look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. One little comment, huge, huge input or mm -hmm. huge output. Right. So, there, there are two types of personal leverage um, that we're talking about. We talked about the kind of leverage that happens in your daily routine last week. Um, if you missed that, you might want to go back and pick it up. Today, I want to talk about the kind of leverage that comes about in unexpected situations. Mm -hmm. So, Amy, can you just give us kind of the broad stroke description of what we're talking about, unexpected moments using yeah. leverage? Unexpected moments or situations are inconvenient. They're unplanned, unexpected situations that arise that uh, you don't want to have happen. They could be small, like spilling milk or breaking a glass. They could be big, like a car accident. It could be something like a question a child asks that you weren't ready for and you're not sure how to respond in the moment. Or an unexpected email could be somebody yelling at you at work. Those are all things that are unexpected and kind of throw you for a loop. And we need to be ready for those moments to arise because they do every day. Whether we want it or not, <laughs> these things happen and we need to know how to respond rather than react. I like to teach this a lot, that reaction at times is good. If you're going to be in a car accident or hit something, you hit the brakes. It's a quick reaction to try and save yourself, save the car. But when it comes to these leveraged moments, if you react by yelling or cussing or in a negative way, that's not bringing life into the situation, into you or into the child that's with you. We want to learn how to respond. So responding means maybe taking a moment to breathe, to ask the Holy Spirit, what do you have to say in this moment? To even tell your child, I need 15 minutes right now to pray and you need to be praying as well <laughs> before we talk about this. Um, or Lord, how do I answer this question? Give me a scripture. There's all kinds of ways, but that few minutes to respond gives you time to calm down, to let your brain engage with your spirit, and then to, re to respond in a way that can honor the Lord and build your child up.
Mm-hmm. That may have been more than you wanted. <laughs> no, that's good. It Get wasn't it quite short. <laughs> well, now that you got that out there, Amy, let's let's build on it and let's see if we can lay out some examples for these guys. Um, maybe some personal examples that aren't 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 too much to share over sharing for our kids, but to, and then talk about the the how you know, because like I said last week, knowing the what isn't that valuable if we don't know how to put it into use. So mm-hmm. yeah, how do we actually take advantage of this? If it's not something that we're doing now, what does that actually look like in, in the day-to-day stuff of life? I've been teaching this concept to parents, doing uh, discipleship and mentoring. Uh, I've written a small group study guide, Bible study guide that is based on our foundation as Legacy Family Ministries called 10 Tips to Intentionality. And this is tip number four, but it takes two weeks that we go over it. And this is what I get the the number one response from, from the oh, parents I that it's I work huge. with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every week I hear back stories of how parents are using this, how it's changing their day, how if they hadn't known to respond rather than react or to leverage that moment, that they could have crushed the spirit of their child. Um, even this week, hearing a story of a girl who spilled the milk when they're supposed to be leaving for school, which is always my go-to story. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that that actually happened. And he said normally he would have yelled at her. He was would have been very frustrated. and But instead, he pulled her over and said, I'm going to clean this while you finish getting ready because I want to show you God's grace and God's love. So you go get ready. And she gave him a hug and ran off and he cleaned it up. And he's like, our day started peacefully. But because of that, he went to work and now there's a situation at work. And he told me, these principles aren't just for the family. This works at work too. And he took it into work with an explosive situation with a fellow employee, was able to show the love of God to the employee and speak into their life, and then even set up an opportunity then to minister with him afterwards, and then come home and tell the family about it. So now he's living on mission while he's leveraging the moment. And those are two of the the tips that we teach here at Legacy Family Ministries. So it's really, really powerful when you learn to respond versus react and then leverage that moment to speak life into somebody. Um, At a car accident, I was called to a car accident recently that my, my son's friends were in and running up to them and throwing my arms around them and hugging them and praying over them and said, let's thank God. All of, and they're like, what? Thank God. You're alive. <laughs> the other driver's alive. Let's start there and change their focus in that moment from chaos and panic into a praiseworthy situation. It changes everything. Yeah. You just have to be willing to look for those moments. What What is there to be thankful for right now? Yeah. There's always something to be thankful for. And so when you're looking for that, you can leverage that to turn it from something of, like you said, chaos, fear, anger, mm-hmm. something that's frightening into something that's, let's look at Jesus. Let's say thank you. And with the daily routine, those are more, we look for those. We have to re- really pay attention to those. These are kind of in your face, like a smack in the face, like, wow, what just happened? Which is why we tend to react to it. And so it takes practice. It takes intentionality to not react, Mm -hmm. to take a deep breath, maybe three (laughs) before you say or do anything. Um, That may be the beginning is take a deep breath. (laughs) Yeah, The hard part of this, I think, is is what you just touched on, Amy, because these are unplanned. Yeah. This is the stuff that that hits you when you're not ready Mm -hmm. for it. And, um, you know, we can say, Oh, you know, you got to be watching for them, which is all true. You got to be intentional. It, that, that's all true. But you can be intentional about it. And then one will hit you and you won't be ready for it. 
Um, that's when I say some very, very, very quick prayers that yeah. are very short. <laughs> Help! Because yeah. it, the, the the interesting thing is, and the the thing that I find very important about these types of unexpected leverage moments is, well, they're not always that something bad happened around you, um, but it's something unexpected or something yeah. they've experienced that has now come to the the surface, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it blurts out in a question yeah. or something has been going on this bad. And then boom, it, it kind of spills over onto your lap. Um, I'll give a, an example. It was kind of a extreme example. Well, maybe not extreme anymore, but um, a woman walked up to me. I was at a, a, a missions fair, basically at a, at a church, really good church that I used to attend. And um, this lady walked up to me and she tells me a story about her kindergartner and her kindergartner was in one of those classes where the the kindergarten teacher is pushing a lot of of narratives from this world about gender and stuff that don't align with the Bible. And um, she was basically telling this little boy that he could marry his little boyfriend when he got older. And the, of course, there was a disconnect because this is not what he was learning at home. So he uh, he finally just bursts out crying one day when his mom asked him what was going on. And he tells her this. And uh, it, it kind of ended with a question, Mom, what am I supposed to do? Because, like, teacher's an authority figure, teacher's saying something different from mom, there's this big, huge thing. That was a ginormous leveraged moment, and I doubt that mom was ready for it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like you get up on a Wednesday morning and go, you know, today, this is what Johnny's going to do, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm going to study up and be prepared. The point is, is that it's, it's, it's unexpected, yeah. and you're not ready. But, and here's kind of the take-home piece. You've got, depending on the child and the situation, anywhere from a few seconds to maybe a minute or two mm -hmm. to put something into that space, to to put something into their, their heart, hand something, some truth into their mind. And um, if, if you miss it, it's not like the world tilts off its axis. It's just you miss the opportunity. And maybe God will bring it back around again. But it's, it's, it's a little bit of input and a gigantic outcome. If, if you can hear clearly enough and what the Lord's leading is in that moment and give them an answer, you can create huge gains in the building of their faith and the building of their self-esteem or the building of their confidence or the building of their understanding of who Jesus is. I mean, all these things with, with just one little 30-second to one-minute explanation. And but, sometimes the best explanation is, you know what, let's sit together and pray. Because that in and of itself is letting the Spirit of God minister to the heart of your child. Mm -hmm. It's bringing before them the fact that I don't have all the answers, but we can go to the one who does. Yeah, it also gives you time to listen to God for mm -hmm. what to say yeah. next. <laughs> and that's really needed. Yeah. This whole concept of the unex leveraging the unexpected moments was birthed out of your experiences with your children and the questions that they would ask, because your kids came up with some doozies that they would ask you. And yeah. what, how do we respond to that? And that became kind of the heart of legacy is that we wanted to provide resources for parents to know, what do I do in this moment with these questions that kids come up with? We want to help you with that, to give you some some answers on how to respond or even some scriptures to use in how to respond in these moments. Uh, one that I love is 1 Peter 3, 8, and it says to sympathize with each other, to love one another, to be tenderhearted, and to keep a humble attitude. Now, that's talking inside of the church, the body of Christ, but where does that start? That starts at the home. If we're not practicing it on the home front with our children to keep that humble attitude to go to the Lord to help me answer these questions, to be tenderhearted to those around us, how can we do it outside of the home? But we tend to, as Americans, to flip that 
you know, we, we are on our best behavior outside of the home. We behave well at church or other places, but the minute we get home, we lose our minds. We speak whatever's on our mind. We yell. We, we're just ourselves. You we let use, down. After we let down. Day. We use that as our excuse. And we think our kids will love us anyway. But look at how many broken families there are. How many children are walking away from the faith because of what they see in their parents, lived out in their parents? They're not living out these unexpected leveraged moments well, so kids see it as hypocritical. So where do they turn? Instead of now to their parents, they feel like they can't trust them. They go to social media. And that's some research that recently came out by George Barna, is that kids are turning to social media because they no longer trust their parents. And it's because of this lack of consistency being lived out in these moments that arise. So it's so important. It may be a one-minute response, but you might change everything about how your child trusts you. I mean, at the very least, you protect their heart. The very most, you might save a life. Leveraging moments truly is impactful. Well, and you said it has to start in the home. When it starts in the home and then it goes out into the workplace, it goes out into the people that you're working with, that's a real genuine love for people that comes from the Lord. When you're doing it the opposite way, you said we flip the script, you're on your best behavior. Okay, well, that's a good moral attitude. You might be a moral person for everybody else to see, but that doesn't mean that Christ is impacting you when you're in the workplace. It doesn't mean that Christ is impacting you in your relationships. But when you're starting in your home with Christ and allowing him to impact impact that area, then you have something to take with you when you go somewhere else. That's more than just being a good person. It's actually letting the love of God flow through you. Well, are you living from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? So good morality comes from that or the tree of life, which is God. Mm. That's the overflow of the spirit coming out of our hearts. Right. Yeah. And once again, we land back in that place of abiding or having God's word dwell in our heart, just in our mind. Because when the unexpected moment comes, and they will, because, I mean, you watch the news, probably if you don't watch it, you hear school shootings, craziness in the political realm, wars, un, you know, people throwing rocks off bridges and killing motorists because it sounded fun. And kids have questions about all of this stuff. So if I am in that abiding posture, if I have the Word of God dwelling in my heart and not just floating around in my head— then I've got a much more stable foundation to move from. And then um, you stack on top of that what we were learning from Proverbs. If I understand that my words can speak either death or life, you know, in those critical moments where their souls are just open to us to to build into, you know, to, to say the right thing, a word spoken at the right time is like apples of gold and baskets of silver. You know, it's, it's incredibly value, uh, incredibly valuable mm-hmm. to do that. That's that's the posture that I want to live in. And I don't do it 100% of the time. I mean, sometimes I'm just driving down the road mad because somebody did something like drivers usually do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you know, nobody gets a perfect score no, on it. No, nobody's mm-hmm. perfect with anything. But it's where are we, where are we resetting our mind to mm-hmm. on a regular basis? And then it's like, I want to come back to that point about listening, you know, being able to listen to God. And I know that seems a strange concept for for some of us because we haven't really developed mm. that discipline in our life. But you really can hear the leading of God, especially in those moments, because I can guarantee you that God is a lot more interested in the right words being spoken into your child than that even you are. And you may be mm. insanely interested, but yeah. God's so much more. And it it actually works. I mean, mm-hmm. God shows up. It's like he told Moses, I'll give you the words to say, just go. Mm-hmm. You know, so we go through life and these moments come up. And, you know, you were talking about my kids asking really hard questions. They did. They come up with some serious doozies. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to Sprouts once on a Saturday morning. I had not had coffee yet, so I was pre-human. And um, my daughter, who I don't remember how old she was was now, I think she was around seven, out of the blue, you know, because I'm not talking because there's no caffeine in my system yet. And, and she just looks at me and she goes, Daddy. And I turned around and said, what? And she goes, is abortion murder? Then at that age, why do you even know what abortion is? Yeah, it's like I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was literally shocked because I did not know that my daughter even knew what the word meant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, your kids probably know a little bit more than you think Absolutely. they do. <laughs> but um, it was in that moment where I was like, Lord, how am I supposed to respond to this? I mean, I know what the right answer is. I could have just given her a flat answer and moved on, blah, 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 blah. And um, I was also trying to think through um, my demeanor mm-hmm. at that point, because the attitude that I was going to answer that question with was just as important as the information that I gave, because she would not only hear what I said, but she would probably mimic my attitude. So if I got all judgy and everything and kind of rah, 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 and kind of attacked anybody who had ever had an abortion and called them names, then that sets the stage for what she's going to do. Right. But it's like, no, I was just stopped for a second. I'm like, I wish I had had coffee. (laughs) And it's like, God, what am I supposed to say? And he said, ask her questions. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I started talking through with her. It's like, so, you know, is, is, is the, the baby that's in a mother's womb alive? And then da, 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 da. And I was walking through this whole process with her and it was incredible because the light went on. She got the answer to my question. Yes, you are taking a human life, mm-hmm. but I was not judgy. I was very grace centered. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best responses I think I'd ever given. And it wasn't because I'm brilliant. It's because God is, yeah. And he showed up Take the moment to in a time where I wasn't even really ready for it. And he'll do the exact same thing for you. Absolutely. Well, unfortunately, we, I mean, we're we out of time. We could talk about this for another couple of hours. But uh, thanks so much for joining us again. We hope that you come back and join us next week. But in the meantime, remember, you really can be a pro at raising kids with unshakable faith. Mm-hmm.